When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Solomon, bought spices, so they might go and anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb. But when they looked up and saw that the stone, the sto- that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away, as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Hi everyone, and welcome along to Trinity Church Allgate Church on the Couch Easter Sunday. It's so good to be with you this morning, even if I'm not, even if I'm not exactly with you. You know what I mean. It's great to be together. This Easter. Now, kids, I wonder, is there anything that you're afraid of? Tell you what, I'll let you in on a little secret of mine, okay? This is for kids only, alright? Grown-ups, block your ears. You're not allowed to listen to this. Alright, kids, come here. I'll let you this is very secret, okay? Definitely no adults. Alright? So the secret is. I used to be scared of windscreen wipers. If I was in the car and it started to rain and mum turned on the windscreen wipers, I would freak out. My younger brother thought it was hilarious. I don't know why I was afraid of windscreen wipers. Maybe it was because I didn't understand how they worked and I was worried that they might hurt me somehow. Maybe you can think of something that you're afraid of even if it's not as silly as windscreen wipers. Right now, everyone is afraid of this thing called coronavirus, aren't we? Because we see pictures like this. We see graphs like this. We see people doing crazy stuff like this, taking all the toilet paper. And it's all a bit scary. It's scary because what if I get sick or someone I love gets sick? What if I lose my job? Or what if I die? Dying is quite a scary thing to think about. If you're a cricket fan like me, you might remember that a few years ago, something really sad happened. A guy called Phil Hughes got hit on the head while he was batting and he died. Michael Clark, who was captain of the Australian cricket team and a really good friend of Phil Hughes, wrote about it afterwards. First, he talked about what a horrible thing it was to lose a friend in this way. And then he said how it changed the way he looked at life. He'd always loved playing cricket, but the next time he picked up a cricket bat, he felt something that he'd never felt before. Afraid. He realised that he could actually die playing this game that he loved. He realised just how scary death was. And so I'm glad you're with us this morning because Easter Sunday has so much to tell us about being afraid and about how Jesus can help. It's so much more than just a day on the calendar when we eat lots of chocolate. But first, let's pick up where we left off on Good Friday. Jesus has been put on trial He's been sentenced to death, even though he's innocent. He's been mocked. He's been crucified. His body has been put in a tomb in the ground. A big, heavy stone has been 
Road. Road in front of the tomb. And on the following Sunday, three women go to visit the tomb. They're friends of Jesus. How do you think they're feeling right now? They'd be really upset, wouldn't they? Their friend has just died. And if that's not bad enough, as they're walking, they realise, wait a minute, there's a big heavy stone in front of the tomb. We're not even going to be able to get in. But then they get to the tomb and this big heavy stone, it's been rolled away. And they go into the tomb. And what do they see? The body of Jesus? No, they see a young man in a white robe. How do they feel now? They're alarmed. You have to feel for these women. A week ago, Jesus was getting cheered by crowds as he entered Jerusalem. They would have been so excited. Just days later, Jesus was dead. They would have been so upset. And now, his tomb is empty and there's an angel speaking to them. How frightening. What's going to happen next? Let's find out. Max and I are going to read the second part of the Bible verse, which is from Mark chapter 16, verse 6 to 8. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Thank you, Max. And from verse 7. See the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Don't be alarmed, the angel says to the women. You're looking for Jesus, right? He's not here. He's been raised to life. Look, do you see his body anywhere? He is risen. Now go and tell the other disciples. You're going to see him alive, just like he told you. Wow, this seems like such a surprise. But then, if we flick through Mark's gospel up to this point, we see that Jesus has actually been telling his disciples this all along. Three times, in chapter 8, chapter 9, and chapter 10, Jesus tells his disciples that he's going to die, which is pretty bad news, right? But each time he also tells them this, on the third day, I'm going to rise again. And Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this is the third day. Now the women are still freaked out, as you can imagine. They're trembling, they're bewildered. And we're left with them fleeing from the tomb, not saying anything to anyone, because they're afraid. But we know from the other gospel accounts of Jesus' life, and from the rest of the New Testament, that Jesus himself appears to these women and to the disciples, just like the angel promised. Jesus is alive! 
He's been raised from the dead. But there are two questions that we have to ask here. Really? And so what? Did this really happen? And if it did, so what? Let's start with the first question. Did this really happen? Did Jesus actually rise from the dead? It seems too crazy to be true, right? But you know what? That's kind of the point. Raising someone from the dead was something that only God could possibly do. I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. And so we think this sounds crazy because it's impossible, which it is for us. But if there's a God who made everything in the universe, including us, then maybe he could do it. But when we actually look at all the evidence, it's hard to see what else could have happened. Jesus' dead body definitely went into the tomb, and the tomb was definitely empty afterwards. There's no one who would have had a reason to steal Jesus' body. And you have to wonder, if Jesus' disciples didn't actually see him alive afterwards, would they have been willing to die telling people that they had? Now, I love a good April Fool's Day joke, but even I wouldn't go that far. So, as crazy as it may seem, the best explanation for everything that happened that day was that Jesus was actually raised from the dead. Which brings us to our second question. So what? So what if Jesus was raised from the dead? What does that mean for me? Well, for starters, it proves what we heard about on Good Friday. Jesus has really died for our sins. He wasn't just an ordinary person who died. He was the Son of God, who even death couldn't contain. If Jesus hadn't been raised back to life, if his body was still in a tomb, then we'd have no way of knowing if his death had achieved anything. But because he has been raised, we know that Jesus has beaten our biggest enemy, death. Which means we won't die, right? Well, not exactly. We'll still die. But death isn't the end. Because what happened to Jesus is one day going to happen to everyone who follows him. We'll all be raised back to life to live with Jesus forever in heaven. There'll be none of the pain or the sadness or the struggles of this world. No coronavirus, no scary windscreen wipers, nothing to be afraid of. And that changes how we think about fear, doesn't it? It doesn't mean that we should never fear anything, because there are still sad and scary things in the world. What it means, though, is that we know how the story ends. You've probably got a book or a movie that you've read and watched over and over again, and so you know how it ends. And so even though bad things happen, you know how the story ends. That's the hope that Jesus offers us. We know how this story is going to end. So even if bad things happen in our life, the final scene is going to be us with Jesus forever in heaven. If we ignore this hope that Jesus gives us, 
then it's easier to be afraid. Because we don't know what's going to happen next. And we don't know how the story is going to end. Maybe you're with us this morning and you wouldn't normally go to church, even if we didn't have these restrictions on at the moment. Maybe what I'm saying is all quite new for you. Or maybe you've heard it before, you just haven't believed it. If that's you, do you want to have assurance when you're afraid? Do you want to have hope when things feel hopeless? Do you want to know how the story ends? Because that's what Jesus offers. If you want to explore this further, then please keep joining us each week online for Church on the Couch. Get in touch with us through our online form and ask us any questions that you have. And why not make the most of the social isolation time that you've got to read one of the gospel accounts of Jesus' life and work out for yourself who he is. Maybe you're a Christian, but you're also afraid. You have things that you're worried about. And there are lots of things that we might be worried about, particularly at a time like this. Easter is a great time to step back and to see the bigger picture, to remember that we know how this story ends. It's a really, really happy ending. Even if we don't know exactly how our story is going to unfold before then, we know the most important bit. Easter is such awesome news. It gets us right to the heart of the gospel message that Jesus died to make us right with God and that he was raised back to life, proving that death isn't the end. If we follow Jesus, there's something amazing to come. This is personal news. It's life-changing news. This is why we meet as a church. It's why we even go the extra effort to meet online during a time like this. It's because we want to see people knowing Jesus and growing in Jesus. I hope this has been a personal Easter for you. I hope it's been a reminder or perhaps a realisation that because Jesus has beaten death, it changes the way we think about being worried or being afraid because we know how the story ends and it's a happy ending.